this is where you come to hear tales of loss, redemption, salvation, perspectives, epiphanies, and self-evolution. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the glory in our stories. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 57 of the Glory in Our Stories, Freshman Edition. On this episode, Miss Adrian Marcia, aka Songbird, and myself will be discussing our first year and overall experience attending college. Check it out. Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to episode 57 of the Glory in Our Stories, Freshman Edition. Uh, this will actually be the second episode of this short series um, again it's going to be episode 56 through episode 61 five episodes where we're basically tackling the concept of the college experience on uh, this episode since for those of you who have been keeping up um, with the progression of the podcast uh, one of my latest posts i did expand uh, the possible interviewee crowd, so to speak. Instead of just focusing on freshmen slash sophomores that are still in college, I am seeking experiences from everyone who has had that college experience. And on this episode, I wanted to share that with my guest today, Adrian Marcia, um, who's also on my fiance currently. Uh, for those of you who have been following the podcast, Adrian was actually on episode three or four two years ago. And I didn't know it was that far back until <laughs> <laughs> the photos started popping up on Facebook. And mm -hmm. she's like, this, this I think that was episode three. Yeah. And this, I was like, this it's really is really early on. Very, very early. And I thought it was last year that I started. It was actually 2017. That was two years ago? Yeah. Wow. I feel like that deserves congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, thank you, ma'am. Um, for those of you who are listening, all of the logo and the promotional pieces that you see, she's in charge of that. I give her full credit. I ask her, could you do this for me? Because I don't want to. She has a better eye for that than I do. So thank I you. give her full credit for that. And I always trust her with it. That's why I say just do whatever. And um, she pays attention to the um, the wave and the the current in which the podcast is going on whether on what on, on faces as far as how to decide what the logo should look like and I told her I wanted something a little bit more modern and for lack of a better term hip and <laughs> <laughs> yeah baby don't use that word no more but something that would catch the eye of not just people our age but people younger or people older um, I'm not biased to any age, sex, or whatever preference you may have. Um, the one thing that I know we all have in common is the human experience. So let me shut up and get right into it. Um, <laughs> me, myself, I started college in 2007. And uh, what year did you start, Adrian? Officially? Yeah. Officially, I started in 2006. 
Really? Mm-hmm. So you started before me. I, I had thought... one semester. So you went back. Mm-hmm. See, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I had, I had, um, I started in 2006 and my declared major was nursing. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- I wasn't. I guess I wasn't ready for college back then, so I left for three years. And it's kind of like the semester didn't really have any other effect except that, you know, it's on my GPA and it's, you know, part of my record. Yeah. But I paid it off, so it's not part of my current student loans or anything like that. But, yeah, um, officially I started in 2006, but my, my true college experience started in 2009. Wow. Oh. So there was three years, about a three-year gap. Mm-hmm. Goodness gracious. And it's funny because most of the people that we met, I did not meet until I met, I think, you. What year was that? Do you remember when we, like, actually met? Um, I think that was 2012. 13, 14, yeah. Because that was... 13? <laughs> it was probably 12 because... It must of, have been towards the end of 2012 that we had that class. Yeah, it was. I mean, the reason being is because that was going to be my last class to drop. I couldn't drop it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> drop any, I couldn't drop any more classes because they did. They made that five class rule. I remember that. Yeah, they they said, initiated that. Yeah. I was like, dang, who dropping classes? Like and five they, classes? Dang. That was that was me. That was you. <laughs> <laughs> and I recently got looked at my transcript after. Never. I, I can't remember the last time I looked at it, and that was the first time I saw it, and it was very disappointing. I was like, I, I've, I flunked a couple of courses and dropped a couple of courses did not know I really I didn't realize I dropped that many until I actually saw it and how many was it do you it was a lot because I think I exceeded at least at least four or five and, and then, so they were like nah nah we finna put brakes exactly. on this right now <laughs> <laughs> and then they said that I knew they were talking about students like me at that time um but for me um I guess I'd start asking these questions that way we can dive right into it um just in a nutshell the first question is always where were we born uh, i was born blah, blah arkansas it was my mom my two sisters my mom moved us here in 1990 here as in georgia went to high school middle school and thompson thompson georgia and from preschool to fourth I think it was third or fourth grade. I was in Warrington, Georgia. Then went to Thompson, graduated, waited three years to go to college because I wasn't prepared and I didn't have the zeal to go to college. For some reason, I didn't know, but I knew if I went to college, it would be for writing. But nothing was pushing me to go. And then I finally decided to go in 2007. And around this time, uh, the rent that was due. Um, for the housing facility that I was living in, we had to pay that prior. We had to pay that per month. And I needed $500 to move into the place I was living in. I didn't have that. I remember mom handing me a check. And I remember um, packing all my stuff that I had into her only car to drive to University Village, which was what it was called then. And standing in line with all these students that had to pay that first month's rent. And that was a terrible situation for me because I was terrible with money and I was behind several months 
could I should have gotten kicked out, but I didn't, uh, thankfully. Um, but up until from when I was born to where I ended up going to college, that's my life in a nutshell. Um, well, I was actually um, born in Germany. I was born in Berlin. Uh, my mom was a soldier, so um, and she was a young soldier. She was about 23 when she had me, um, which um, I guess for me, because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm beyond that now. It just seems young, but yeah. um, uh, she met my father, and they had me. I was a love child, and. <laughs> Uh, eventually, um, she pursued some um, further education, left me in the Philippines with my grandparents for a while, and then came back for me, and we, you know, eventually traveled around, and she had my sisters, and, um, you know, did there's just lots and lots of traveling um, in the military family, and so um, we landed in Augusta, Georgia, by the time um, her retirement was sneaking up on her. And, you know, we came down here not knowing what was in the South. And, you know, it's nobody, if you're not from Georgia or the South, period, you, I mean, you really don't know what to expect. So we were just like, okay, what's here? Um, but when we got here, it, it just felt like home. So even after my mother retired and we left for eight months. We went to Washington State, um, which was a great experience. Um, I wish we would have spent more time up there. Um, we eventually came home because it just felt like home. And so um, we've been here for 20 plus years now. I mean, off and on, but you know, this has been home for the last 20 years. Yeah. And if you had a preference as far as where you would love to be, other than the South, you've been here the majority of your life. What would you, would you I go would back honestly, up north? I would go back to the West Coast. I just, I mean, the culture is just so different. There is so much more mixture. Um, you know, I being um, biracial, um, being Filipino, had more of a, I, there was a little bit more sense of community for me out there. Um, I actually had Filipino friends there, but mm -hmm. here I don't have any. Um, and you know my sister on the other hand one of my sisters had lots of them and you know we talk about that sometimes because the camaraderie that i found was in the black community and the camaraderie she found was in, was otherwise and there were a lot of filipinos apparently at her, at her time and in her school so for me um i think i'd want to go back to the west coast somewhere because i had a camaraderie of both and i actually had friends who were mixed exactly the same way i was their dad was black yeah. my dad was black their mom was filipino my mom was filipino you know their mom was a soldier my mom was a soldier so <laughs> we just had a lot more in common and um, being black wasn't like the primary thing or being filipino or whatever it was you know that we were we understood what it meant to be both and mm -hmm. um it was just different. It was different. It was a nice different. Um, I just, I, I would probably go back there. Now, do you think it would be, obviously, your college experience would have been different? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it would have been very different, but I don't really know what it would have been like because at the time, I was getting ready to graduate from high school, but um, I was supposed to be college planning but I wasn't ready for college. I mean, it was what everybody was doing. So I thought, oh, well, let me just pick one. Yeah. You know, it's like picking a card out of a deck randomly. That's kind of how my experience was because I really just didn't know what kind of 
college you were supposed to pick. My mom, she went to college, but I mean, it was years and years ago, you know, decades ago in another country, yeah. you know, and my mom is American, you know, fully, completely. Um, English was her first language. So the college experience for her in another country was very, very different. So she wasn't quite able to guide me through college. She wasn't really... I don't know that she was equipped to help me choose a college or why one was better than the other or I mean I had to hear about those things from other people I had to ask other parents questions and, and things like that so I mean choosing a college up there was just basically like a blind you know it was a blind choice um, I think I was gonna look at was it the University of Washington or Washington State or something like that I it was just, I, I was just going to choose a college. And I don't even know what I was going to major in. Because at the time, when I was in high school, college majors, I didn't know what you majored in. The only things I knew about were, you know, social work. You went to school to be a doctor or you went to school to be a nurse. I hadn't heard of anything else, you know, or a teacher. I, I hadn't heard of anything else. I didn't know about different kinds of colleges, like a four-year college versus um, a two-year college. So... Speaking of the college experience and choosing the college, the only reason, well, one of the reasons why I chose Augusta was because, number one, it was closest to home. I was at that point in my life where I was like, I want to go far away, but not too far away where I'm totally by myself. Um, ironically, my sister, uh, my older sister, she went to a college, went to Savannah, and then she went to AI. Um, Savannah was the furthest away for her, and Natalie went to USC. I think that's the name of it. And I'm thinking, where well, they... South Carolina or California? South Carolina. Okay. Um, and I was like, well, if they can go far away, so could I. But it was just something about not being too far away. <laughs> <laughs> it's far, but not far. Not, 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 not far. Not far away. Now, when I say this, I'm not saying... I'm accepting it now that I was a mama's boy. I'm, that, it is what it is. And <laughs> I didn't want to be didn't want to be too far away from mom. So I said, this is a nice compromise. So I'm going to go to AU, a ASU at the time. I was going to say, it wasn't AU back no, then. No, it wasn't. Um, it was Augusta State It was Augusta State University, people. Just to go, it was not Somerville campus. <laughs> oh, I didn't sorry. even know it was Somerville campus until a couple of years ago. Like Somerville campus, what's this? Oh, there's a difference between that one and the science. Well, sciences. I guess because we didn't need to call ourselves the Somerville campus because we were there, so we. It, I don't know that we needed to reference it. Yeah. You know, it was like here. You know, if we were going to reference where we are, we said here. I don't know. <laughs> you know, like, where are we? We're here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the undergraduate campus. That was what I heard a lot of. The undergraduate campus. So what was, was that the health just sciences? The sci health sciences. Health sciences. I heard I, that was what I heard more of was the undergraduate campus. And it's so funny because they the dental college was built in 2011. I did I that thought, new that yes. new building. Yeah. And so I'm thinking it's been there for a while, but it's still new, relatively new. Yeah, because the old dental college was. Um, in medical, it was in professional building one. Yes, right there on Laney Walker Boulevard. Because mm. so. I went there, and they say, "Oh, that's where the the, old, the older people would come in and say, this is this is nice, this is new.'" And I'm like, "It is." She's like, "Yeah," because a lot of them are used to going to that previous building. That's yeah, and you there. hear a lot of the old names. Like I, I, I currently work at 
um, Augusta University Medical Center, which is the hospital. Mm-hmm. And um, every now and then you'll hear um, folks that are about 60 and above, they say, oh, I remember when this was Talmadge. And I never heard the word Talmadge until I started working at the hospital. Talmadge was what it was before it was the medical college. Mm. So, yeah. A lot of history. A lot, a lot that I'm not aware of. Uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's to be said, especially when you merge campuses, because there's a lot of history just on this campus alone. Yeah, but speaking of of history, it ties into the second question. What would you say, in a sense? What would you say were were the pros and cons of like that first year, first few semesters in college for you? I think for me, I had decided, um, I had decided I was going to study music and I remember being really resolute. I had made up in my mind. I was, when I came back in 2009, I was 25 and I, and that there was a, a huge advantage in being a 25 year old student versus an 18 year old student. Um, I, I knew what I wanted by that time and I, I wasn't really there to waste time or money and I knew my, my the thing that I used to say to myself all the time which encouraged me to get good grades by asking lots of questions was well you can pay for an A or you can pay for an F and I was going to yeah. try to pay for an A so yeah. I asked lots of questions but um, I was resolute I knew what I wanted I wanted to pass with flying colors and at the time um, they had a program called um, University College, and it was for people who didn't quite make the cut, but were still semi-qualified to attend Augusta State University. And so um, you were under a 30-credit-hour probationary period. And as long as you finished your coursework and um, you got your remedial courses out the way after your 30-credit hours, you were released from the University College hold quote unquote and after that you were considered a regular student and you were free to take any of the classes that you were permitted to take within your your degree and so um my first couple of semesters um i remember you know really striving for making good grades and i made the dean's list and the first time i made the dean's list i was you know pretty beside myself because i wasn't really i was a terrible high school student and it wasn't because I goofed off. Um, it wasn't necessarily because I was, you know, a crowd follower. It was really because I, I didn't, I didn't know how to study, mm-hmm. and I didn't. I needed. I always needed a reason why things were important, and I didn't have a reason why high school was important except that you're a teenager and it's what you're supposed to do. So um, I decided that I was going to redeem myself in college just for me. So yeah. um, when I came back, I, I you know, really firmly planted my foot so that I could do that. When I, um, it's funny you said that because when I started college, I was 21. So my mindset was everywhere. I just knew this is what I had to do. I knew it. And I told myself, like I said before, if I was going to school, it's going for literature because that's what I love pursuing. And I said, I want to go to school to be a better writer. And I wasn't thinking about being a better writer and being able to afford my own place, being able to start a retirement program, being able to pay for my own insurance. Like I wasn't 
I don't I think any of us do when we're that young. You're, when you're young, you don't think that far ahead. You can't. I mean, you're, I don't think your brain is even developed enough to think that far ahead. But I've learned that there are some students whose parents has, had ingrained that, in, like they put that in them. Because that's what a lot of students that I met ended up changing their majors halfway, if not prior. Because they were like, oh, there's no money in this. And they were younger than me, actually. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wow. So when I went to school, you know, you get that, when you're in the university setting, you get the first taste of freedom. Like, you ain't got to worry about walking outside the door and being down the hall from your parents or your siblings. Mm-hmm. Like, you are an adult. You are responsible for every action that you take, every decision that you make, for the food you eat, um, the, the television time, like anything you wanted to do. So was that part do. of was that part of what made the college experience for you? Was that freedom? It was uh, the freedom, but being afraid to use it. Being afraid to use it because of what? Because it was different for me. I guess it was. Um, because when I first started, <laughs> and I'm not ashamed to say this, my mindset was just like that Jay-Z song, girls, 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 like that. <laughs> but I was still afraid. So I, there were things I wanted, but I was too afraid to reach for them. Mm-hmm. So I was always in that middle ground. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't focusing on school. I wasn't focusing on progressing. I never made the dean's list. Never. My biggest accomplishment of my college experience, well, I told you before, was that last semester. Because I did the mo I was the most dedicated, I was the most focused, and plus it, it counted since I was on my way out. Like it's like, see, you gotta nail this so you can graduate <laughs> on time. <laughs> like yeah. you, you have to. Um, but there was a lot of other factors outside of that that was hurting me. Because my mm-hmm. next thing was at the time I was dating someone and our relationship was what you were dating someone else I'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) just kidding people (laughs) it was it was dying and then Mm -hmm. my next question was okay once I graduate where am I going to live Mm -hmm. at that time I was going to live with my sister something happened that cut off I was going to live with my friends something happened that cut off Mm -hmm. so like do you mean to tell me that I'm going to be that college graduate <laughs> that goes back home. It took me a while to understand that was okay. Um, I thought that immediately once I got my diploma, I, I was inducted into uh, the expected life of the adult. And my plans were to go right and things went left. And I just wanted to remind students that it's okay. If you do have a family that supports you and loves you and, and all your endeavors, including your educational uh, routes that you take, that's good. Continue to have them in your corner and be comfortable with not fulfilling that which you set out to do. Continue to listen to episode 57 of the Glory in Our Stories, freshman edition with Adrian Marcia and myself as we continue to discuss our college experiences. And that, that was the reality. But my first year, I was just soaking it in, wide-eyed, didn't, like I said, oh, this is what college is about. Because I'm so used to seeing it on films and seeing things on television. Say, okay, this is what college is. This is what the college experience is. You have unlimited 
parties. You have unlimited friends. I went to one of those parties, and I just, it was so weird. <laughs> I mean, my college experience was different because I had already done a lot of adventurous things before. Mm-hmm. And I was coming into college at 25 having, you know, like I, I started going to church at 23, 22, 22. And it was really soul searching. Um, I had gotten out of an abusive relationship at 21 um, and had experienced a bit of life already and had already, like, when I got out of the abusive relationship, I was, you know, I was going out and partying and I was getting drunk and, you know, like, I had I had experienced a lot of the freedom already. Yeah. So when I came to college, I was saved. I was really, like, uh, I was really focused on what I wanted. I knew what I wanted, which was... Uh, higher education I wanted a degree I wanted um, I wanted the degree for me and um, I wanted to make more money because at the time I was a phlebotomist I was drawing blood and I was good at it I mean my you know I was like well I can stick me you know a couple times a day I'm diabetic I can stick other people so I was doing that and I was really good at it and you know I'd really capped off on my how much I was going to make and I knew one day I wanted a family and I was thinking like well you can't take your family on vacation with this salary you know you can't can't even do for yourself right now I was um, living at home and so eventually when I did go to college um, it happened that my family was being um, my parents were being restationed because my mother had remarried and she married a soldier and so he was still serving while she was retired and he and he got stationed elsewhere so um, I had to get an apartment somewhere and my youngest sister was still um, pending high school graduation so she lived with me for a while so um, yeah I mean my college experience I was focused but too when I came in I, I was kind of you know looking around like all these all these youngins because you know all the high school freshmen I mean high school all the college freshmen were 18 years old yeah. 17 <laughs> and I just thought that I didn't have anything in common with them because they were all so much younger than me but I decided that I wanted a, a college experience and initially I was going to live on campus and I was going to move in with one of my sister's friends who was going to college too who kind of became like a little mentee to me in, in, in a sense and um, it, that ended up not working out so I got an apartment off campus and eventually decided that I was going to make friends regardless of how old they were because some of them may be pretty mature enough to handle a friendship with someone like me yeah. um, and even though I I understood that I wasn't you know this wise sage I did know that there was a, a difference between being 18 and being 25 And um, I didn't know how much we would have in common. So, um, but I did wind up finding friends um, in college that, you know, carried me through the entire experience. Now, was college what you expected? Not sure if you answered this prior, but overall, is it, did it meet your expectations as far as your own experience? College was, I guess I can say I got what I wanted out of college. I wouldn't try to come back just to, get something that I felt like I missed. I got what I wanted out of it. Um, it was what I hoped it would be, I guess. I, I mean, to say that it was what I expected, um, I think I was scared of college. It was, okay, maybe I can say that. It wasn't what I expected because um, I thought college was for smart people. That's why I didn't go when I was 18. Um, yeah. I thought college was just, and that was it. it. 
I just thought smart people went to college and, and I wasn't one of them. So um, when I came, I told myself, I don't care if it takes 10 years to get this degree, I'm going to do it because that was just how little faith I had, you know. <laughs> so, um, but no, it wasn't what I expected. It wasn't, it wasn't impossible, but it was very hard um, towards the end. And um, and yet it was easy towards the end because then I was studying things I liked on things I was actually interested in and things that made sense with my personal giftings. Um, And um, I did call my mother crying several times and I was like, oh, I can't do this. And she's like, you're almost done. Just, you know, hold on. Just, just, you know, grit and bear. You're, you're almost there. So yeah. When I graduated, I, I literally graduated with flying colors because I did study abroad. So I got a sash that was the Spanish flag. Not a sash. Yeah, it was a sash. It was a sash that was the, the colors of the Spanish flag. And the, um, the, the stoles that I had matched. Mm-hmm. So um, that was my reward. That part right there was my reward. Being able to cross the stage with, you know, all these... Um, colors hanging on my neck because when I graduated from high school I looked so plain (laughs) and everybody else was so you know they were so decorated and they looked you know they looked honorable and I just thought I'm in the bottom 50 percentile god they didn't even bother counting after (laughs) you know because they have like the top 10 and the top 25 and whatever I was just bottom 50 percentile and they stopped counting after that so <laughs> yeah, college. I wanted college to be different. I would love to see if it's documented somewhere the photo of you graduating high school versus the photo of you graduating college. Because, honest to me, that's one of my favorite photos. It's the photo of um, your mom. She, her hair was cut a lot shorter. Mm-hmm. And I remember her putting her your, your cap on. And the smile, yeah, that was my favorite picture. The smile you had, and I was in listening to you over the years and getting to know you as a friend, and realizing how much that meant to you. That picture started making more sense. It's the relevancy was 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 solid, and it. And I was like, oh, so mm-hmm. that's why it was that important um, for me. My sisters have always been. Um, they see something, either they're going to get through it over it or around it but what they need is on the other side so yeah. whatever this is they're going to get it yeah so i used to hear stories about the rough times that they would have in school and i'm like i gotta deal with this when i go to college <laughs> so it was that um the expectation it's just it's the pennywell expectation because every time i went to school my teachers at harvard had my sisters so mm. the expectation upon me was oh if he's his sisters are like this he asked no i was you know, I was class clown, mm-hmm. and that blocked my potential, mm-hmm. and, it, and it prevented teachers from actually seeing what type of student I could be. Not just because of the name, but just me in general. Like I, like I told you, I, didn't, I never thought that I wasn't intelligent enough. I just lacked focus. So my expectation. I did. I did. I really thought I wasn't smart. And to me, that sounds like a silly concept now, because, I mean, what I believe now is that. Um, your your uh, inclination toward intellect is really just based on how 
your brain functions. I mean, some people, they just, you know, they can just pick it up like that. And, and some people just can't. It takes more effort for some of us to learn and commit things to memory and, and make it um, a regular piece of our our um, of our, our data storage. And, and that's me. I, it just takes a lot more for me, you know. And, I, yeah. and because of that, I just used to qualify myself as... <sighs> I wouldn't say stupid, maybe dumb. I don't know, like not smart. Yeah. I think I would say not smart. I, there were smart people and there were not smart people, and I was in the latter category. But uh, laziness was because I needed uh, I needed guidance. You know, like I'm the oldest, but I could have used a big sister or some sort of mentor to kind of help me along, mm-hmm. and I I didn't have that. And yeah, because that was, and I felt bad. So why were you class clown? What was it? What? What? Why? I don't understand that. I thought that if I can get people to laugh, that I can get them to like me. And if I get them mm. to like me, eventually they'd be my friends. Because everyone was different. Mm-hmm. You, had your, you had the type of people that always had new gear every single week. You had the, 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 the athletic jocks. You had the, the pretty boys that got all the girls. So you're looking for your angle. Yeah. And that was mine because it because everyone laughed, even the girl I liked laughed. But mom, like I told you, she reminded me. She said, "I hope you understand. They're not laughing with you. They laughing mm-hmm. at you." And sixth sixth grade, no seventh grade, was the first time I heard of the word immature. Didn't mm. know what it meant. And she, the girl I liked, was saying I was immature. And I'm like, what is that? <laughs> What does that Imagine mean? Imagine the sixth, seventh grader. Oh, man. And I was like, what does it mean? That's like, this is what it means. Oh. Oh, she thinks I'm an idiot. That's the way I... <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, um, no, this, this ain't going to fly with me. So um, after that, when I got to high school, I, I turned inward and mm. I had to focus on something. And that's when my art came out. Mm. So it was more drawing. Drawing and writing was about hand in hand. I used to draw. I used to draw stick figures. And <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember those bubble letters? Man, I used to draw the heck yeah. out of some bubble letters, yeah. man. That was as far as my artistic ability went. I used to sing. I sung all the time, which, of course, if um, if you do know me, then, you know, that's not surprising. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, it was just, for me, singing was it. It was the one thing I knew I was good at, mm-hmm. and it was the one thing I had confidence in. Yeah. Which was why when I went back to college in 2009, I thought, oh, I'm going to major in music. And it's not even what I ended up getting my degree in. So, mm-hmm. yeah, music was it for me. And, of course, writing was it for me. And I thought that I thought that would be because eventually I was going to try to go into journalism. And what stopped that was it was a video of a burning building. And it was mm. the type of building where the edges were jet out. So if you wanted to, if you were quick enough, if you were agile enough, you could go from floor to floor till you get to the bottom. The only thing you're risking is possibly slipping and you just falling off. The fire was just growing so quickly that the person on the top floor was trying to get out of the room so they can survive. And then the fire truck got there. Now, the guy that was doing the story in the news I'm like I was listening to him he's like he doesn't care 
Hello TGOS listeners, quick question, are you a local vendor or entrepreneur who would like to use some free ad space? Act now and you can be granted 30 to 60 seconds of advertisement on the next few episodes. That means you can have your services advertised on separate occasions. If you are interested and require more details, contact me via email at mrpennywell8 at gmail.com. That's M-R-P-E-N-N-Y-W-E-L-L, the number eight, at gmail.com. Or find me on Facebook under Calvin Pennywell. Stay cool, stay calm, stay kind. Love each other, but most importantly, love yourself. Like he doesn't care about the livelihood of this man, and I felt like that. if I got it into journalism, that way, and and I'm thinking that was my perception of journalism. You have to get the story. Like they said, if it bleeds, it reads. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I I don't have the heart for that. I'm not saying everybody does, but the way that that uh, commentator portrayed that situation, it seemed like uh, he just had to get the story. You do. Yeah, you have to be very because I took journalism classes. I I ended up getting my degree, which, you know, but um, I got my degree in communications. The focus at the time was public relations. They do the program a little bit differently now, but I was on the public relations track, which um, includes a lot of journalism. You have to know how to write. And um, with journalism, they treat they train you to be very objective and it's weird because being in PR um, on the good part of it, because you know you can get into bad PR, but um, with good PR, you you are an advocate, and being an advocate means that you are kind of taking a side, even though you are you know you're meant to be um, in between sometimes to understand your person's point of view and um maybe uh, another a, a countering business or a countering um organization um you're still advocating for your person or for your organization to to you know make a relationship or hey come in uh, see the event that we're doing but with journalism it challenged my thinking and i think it probably challenged yours because you were creative writing and creative yeah. is very personal yeah um and broad it, it is yeah. and uh, journalism is is very um it challenges you to be objective and sometimes in in things that you have a hard time taking your hands off of so i can see why you didn't take the journalism route after after college so yeah i mean i don't think that a lot of people actually went into the fields that they originally got their degrees in because I mean I'm not going that direction I I'm you know I'm currently tracking for um, grad school I'm planning on going to into occupational therapy and um, my experience as a phlebotomist and um, uh, doing some time in hospice care um, as a volunteer coordinator affected my my desire to want to be caring you know like I I enjoy caring for people and the reward of them caring back Um, and so occupational therapy ended up being it and I thought I was tracking for something else 
Um, but I think that's that's comparable to the freshman college freshman experience. Um, when I did work with undergraduate students recently, a lot of them would kind of have like a mental breakdown and about their majors, you know, and, and changing them. They were afraid of what their parents were going to think or being solely responsible for this life-altering decision and and i told them that you know statistically they were very normal most people change their majors at least three times yeah and um eventually some of them would change their majors and you would see that they made the right decision they looked happier they looked relieved some of them um they were changing their majors just to escape um maybe a bad gpa they were trying to find something easy but some of them really were looking for a life decision yeah uh, and that actually creates a great segue into this last question. <laughs> um, speaking of GPAs, uh, this last question is basically saying, asking, you know, if there was any advice we could give to um, freshmen or even current college students, what would it be? And I will go go offhand and saying that I, like I was saying, stating before, I looked at my transcript after over, well over a decade, um, and realized that my overall college undergrad GPA was 2.2 um which is probably like a c maybe like a low c and well not even a b or an a and i have the potential and i know i do to produce a's and b's but i wasn't focused enough to do so so now that i'm 33 years old about to head back to school when i found that out i was like i was so upset with the younger calvin the younger CJ like why did you why did you do this man and like but I thought about it I said how often do people get an opportunity to clean up their mess mm -hmm. and start over so mm -hmm. this is actually a blessing in itself so my advice would be if I was to speak to a and this is one thing my mom had to remind me of I'm not just a man I am a black man this is a reality that we live in and my mom had to remind that to me as a young man mm -hmm. she didn't force it down my throat but she told me just keep in mind because she saw this in the students that she taught because mm -hmm. most of them were predominantly black so with me I said there are three things that a man has to get control of and uh, no, matter how, no matter if you're in your mid-20s or mid-30s for me it was you have to control your money control your time and control your anger because that's what people see in the outside world when they see us Speaking of when they see us, you need to check that out on uh, Netflix. Um, but that's that's the um, perception. And I'm not saying that I should live my life to portray that. But I have to pay attention to it because I lost control of all of that in college. In college. And mm. that broke everything else apart. My relationships mm -hmm. with people. And most importantly, my relationship with myself and the relationship <laughs> with, with God. Uh, man, this... I can, and I told you this many times, um, I can count the many times on my hand that I've gone to church in those seven years mm -hmm. because of what I was going through. And fortunately, God blessed me with a friend like you at the time that actually cared. And and your, your student, your studious effort reflected upon me and your other friends because you were very serious about school very serious and <laughs> in college yes <laughs> and it was crazy because listening to you talk about school i knew i realized i'm like a couple of years behind you mm -hmm. like when you were 
when you first went to school, you were older. When I went, I was younger. Mm -hmm. So by the time you actually got to college, you were already focused. You've already had your experience. You're like, yo, I'm an adult, mm -hmm. and I know what I want, and this is what I'm going after. Mm -hmm. But for me, simultaneously, <clears throat> I was going in the opposite direction. Yeah. So, um, but that's, that's one thing that I would tell students is to, uh, if you find your major and you're excited about it, and if you're confident about it, pursue it. I know it may not be easy to see immediately, but that's with any decision that you make. You're not going to see the end result at that moment. But if you take the necessary steps uh, to commit to your objective, then it will come into fruition. And you will start seeing signs that, hey, I'm making the right decision. I'll say one more thing um, before you give your um, perspective. Um, Try your best not to hide away from your true calling. I've been doing it for a long time. Mm -hmm. And um, Adrian and my mom are the only two that know now uh, about me fully accepting what I believe I was called to do. And it's so refreshing. And I personally wish that I had this five, four years ago. So why were you, What I mean, what was it that you weren't accepting? Because, I mean, you, you're touching on something that I think at least needs a good 30 seconds of spotlight because there are a lot of people that are scared to admit what they really want to do. Yeah. You have people that know that they're called to be entrepreneurs or um, people that know that they should be nurses or people that, knows, that know that they should um, be uh, um, opening their own bakery or, I mean, a lot of things you have you have people who know what they should be doing and they're scared um if you have time if you have 50 about an hour to spare go to netflix and watch the creative mind it is basically breaks down the fact that every single person on this planet is a creative whether you're in mathematics science whatever you are a creator so there are one phrase in that video that really stuck out to me and it said don't be afraid to fail and that was my concern I said I don't want to pursue this and completely fall off the edge because mm -hmm. what if I don't have wings what if I don't have a parachute what if I just hit the ground and splat that's it and did you feel like you couldn't come back from it like if I pursue this and I suck at it I'm there's nothing else for me back then yeah Okay. I really did. So you felt like it was the road that and led for, to death. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> because, I mean, my mom, she's been teaching 40 years. And I'm, that's all of my, me and my sisters and my mom collectively, whether we admit it or not, all educators. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I want to do something different. But, you know, I was like, well, what if, what if you were specifically placed in this family so that you can continue on? being this, an educator being an educator what's wrong with that that was that was that was what i was hearing from god mm -hmm. like what's so wrong with that because mm -hmm. i know where your heart is you're obviously different from everyone mm -hmm. so i can i know how to incorporate your passion and your purpose and your talents mm -hmm. all you have to this 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 is the role that you should be heading and i finally decided to commit to being in the school whatever the position that entails because i know that if that's my purpose, then that means somewhere down the road, it is already created, it's mm -hmm. already constructed. Constructed. I just need to get there. Mm -hmm. So if I fail, 
that failing is a part of the process. It's not just something that completely knocks me off. It's it's a building block. Mm -hmm. And understanding that now, at 33, being much wiser. Because you can be wiser and not be older. I'm just saying, at this point, all this came together at this point in my life. And I do wish it happened before. But if it had happened before, mm -hmm. all of this wouldn't have taken place. Even us, as mm -hmm. a soon-to-be betrothed couple. <laughs> um, didn't see that coming. I just knew. I just knew it wasn't gonna be me. I just knew some gonna be somebody else, and we were just gonna be friends that probably eventually just faded out. I just, you know, I was like, well, whatever. He's cute, but okay. Anyway, <laughs> he got a girlfriend, so he swears he's gonna marry. I just knew it wasn't, but here we are. So yeah. But um, advice I would give to a college current college student is that what you were asking? Mm -hmm. Um, I would say probably several things. One of them is make friends with people who actually like you. <laughs> Got that right. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> um, this is not high school. We're done with that. Make friends with people you actually like. I mean, for the love of God, we get to even choose our own class schedule. You can take yeah. all your classes after 530 and sleep in until noon if you want to. And isn't yeah, that wonderful? I that, yeah. Yes. I, I mean, I don't think I ever slept in till noon, but I mean, certainly at least like nine, yeah. 10 o'clock, you know, but I would say make friends with people who actually like you because I spent a lot of time in high school um, being friends with people who I'm not connected to anymore, um, which is, is true for a lot of people, but they just only, I mean, most of them weren't really my friends. They didn't really know me um, because I never, I never let anybody really know me or really see who I was deep inside. Even my best friend, to some degree, didn't really, really know me. Yeah. Um, I was too afraid to, to show all of my colors, so I always show, showed people a version of me. So I would say be friends with people who actually like you. The other thing I would say is... Um, even if you are currently in college, I would say if you're not ready for college, don't come yet. Because, I mean, besides the fact that you waste a lot of money, um, this is a really good time to figure out who you are, what you're interested in. And I do mean that broadly and specifically. Um, are you interested in sciences at all? Because if you're not, then you probably shouldn't be studying biology. Um, in order to become a doctor. I mean, if you're, if you're much more interested in chemistry versus biology and you like seeing things under a microscope, if, that, if that's you, take that time to um, you know, investigate that. Um, do, do some job shadowing, ask questions um, to said person that is in the position that you think you wanna be in. Um, because my mother, almost finished a degree in chemistry she was a couple semesters away from finishing her degree in chemistry yeah when she decided that she wanted to be a soldier and she joined the army she joined the u.s army and that was um you know the beginning of her um, her career as a soldier and my mom said that she really enjoyed it she liked being a soldier um, you can tell now because she still talks about you know, being a soldier and the familiarity of it too, because she was, you know, she grew up in it, but then she also participated in it. But um, I think that, I think that people shouldn't 
be rushed into college because it's the thing to do. Um, it may it may work for some people, but I am very glad my mother did not make me go to college. Yeah. Um, I wasn't ready. I would have wasted a lot of money like some people do. Um, they may get the degrees, but then they don't use them. So um, I think those are the two things I would say. Make friends with people you actually like, who actually like you. And um, if you're not ready for college, don't come yet. That's why I came back when I was 25. And they say that you spend more time in college now than you did in years past for any number of reasons. Um, but I did four and a half years, I think, about four and a half, and I left. I was done. Four and a half. Four, four. I think it was four, to be honest, because I started in the fall and I left in the spring. So I was done. Mm. I got my degree. So um, maybe I would say enjoy your experience. Get the best out of it. I second that. Because um, yeah. I'll tell you, I went to one college party and I was like, this ain't for me. <laughs> <laughs> it was a and it was a it was a Greek party too. It was like the it was an Omega party. I was like, nah, this ain't for me. I'm good. <laughs> Just I'm not. I've already done all of this. I'm good. So. Well, um, thank you all for listening. I hope this was helpful in in several ways. If you have any direct questions, um, if you are a student or if you even thinking about going back to school, um, you can hit us up. You can either hit us up in Messenger. Uh, we're both on Instagram. Now myself is at I'm at Mr. Jumptastic. That's at M R J U M P S. I'm sorry, J U M R J U M P T A S T I C. Adrian, uh, she's also on there on there as well. Uh, Adrian Marcia, and she also has another uh, Instagram account where she uses for her music. Um, so check us both out. You can hit us up. We're very open-minded. So if any questions, if I don't have an answer, she would. If she doesn't, and I would. If neither do neither one of us do, we know somebody. We'll does. just make it up. I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll make it sound nice. Um, but thank you all for listening. Again, this is episode 57 of the Glory in Her Stories Freshman Edition with Adrian Marcia and myself, Calvin Pennywell Jr. <laughs>